Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the newest episode of the Bird Brothers podcast. I am always your host, Falcon, and I will be trying on some new shoes after this. And today I am joined by the one, the only Midnight Condor. Condor, how are you doing today? Hello, I am doing fine. Happy 2021 to 2021. everybody. 2021. That's right. We're getting, and this is our first recording of the new year. Mm-hmm. Very excited. And, and don't worry, fact- we yelled Jumanji at midnight. So if we were the winners, the bad luck is over. Yeah, the bad yeah. luck is definitely over. As you can tell, we're still recording here. So I guess everything's good. Yeah, you know? hopefully. Hopefully. And, you know, I feel like we feel like the best way to start the new year is by starting it by reviewing a series that we already reviewed but season two season two just finished we just did fire force season two for this one oh this one's interesting because it's the first time we've done one where we've just talked about season two we've had a few where we've bundled season one and two together March Uh, comes in like a lion and what was the other Uh, one boku ben oh boku ben yeah those two like so literally the last one weird. we did. Oh, but it's cool. That was two weeks ago. Shut. <laughs> now, we didn't take that break. Hopefully you all ha- were able to somewhat enjoy the holidays during the craziness. Yeah. That was 2020. Uh, you know, stay safe. Hopefully, hopefully you all are good. Uh, uh, 2020 yeah. is over and we must ascend ourselves to 2021. We, we must. We must ascend or else no, ascend, our lives are ruined. Not descend. I said ascend. You totally said descend. Play it back. Now, anyway, okay. Um. Uh. So, uh, just a little warning going ahead, since this is a uh, season two of Fire Force, there will be mostly spoilers because we really can't just talk about like the same thing mm-hmm. over and over. Be like, hey, or or it'll just be like the first episode. Yeah, it would just be the first so, episode all over again. This right now, unless you have watched Fire Force season two or you have listened to our podcast and do not care about watching Fire Force season two, feel free to just click away. This podcast episode is mm-hmm. not for you. But if you do eventually watch season two, feel free to come back and hear our opinions on it. I feel like this is going to be a pretty well-informed episode. Do you say mm-hmm. so, Mr. Falcon? I do think so, yes. I think it'll be good. Uh, and while we're doing that, I actually thought of something that would be fun. So I'm going to pull our first episode up on my phone because I want to see how we rated it at the end, how our opinions have changed. Okay. So, yeah. That should be Interesting. fun. Yeah. Yes. So real quick while he's doing that, let me just give everybody a brief description of Fire Force again, just in case you forget. So basically we're in this world where it's like post-apocalyptic world. And basically uh, the major cause of death is people being turned into infernos, which are like these fire creatures. And they uh, deploy uh, these special uh, Fire Force forces uh, with like special pyrokinetic powers to like try to prevent the fires from spreading and the people from turning into infernos and by resting that putting them into peace but as we left off last season we find out that actually these bad guys called the white clad uh turning are actually the ones turning people into infernos and stuff and that is pretty bad unfortunately as you go so we follow our main character shinra who uh his brother got taken his brother and mother got killed but you actually find out by the end of it that his brother's actually working for the enemy and his mom has actually got turned into an inferno a horned inferno which are like the really strong mm-hmm. ones i think we mentioned that in our spoilers for the end of season one we did in the spoiler section yes yeah. um so 
basically we just follow the adventures of Shinra and his crew as we continue to delve forward into trying to beat the bad guys and saving the world. How do we rate Fire Force Season 1, Falcon? So, you gave Fire Force Season 1 a 7.5, and, and I gave it a 7. So, once we talk about it and we give our ratings for Season 2 at the end, we can see, did our minds really change much? Or do we think it was about the same? Only time will tell. Only time will tell. Mm-hmm. So, let's get right into it. Yeah. Um. So... I guess we should talk about some of the new characters that some were introduced ones. in season two. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Uh, who should we start off with? Well, we should start with the ladies first, obviously. So let's ladies talk about first. Inca. All right, our girl Inca. So basically, so. Inca was like the first major arc of season two. Uh, mm-hmm. Her arc, basically, as the world is, as the world around everyone is going on, the white cloud want to find these things called the pillars, which. Uh, Shinra and his brother are, as well as this girl named Haumea, who uses like electricity, and this other person who is we don't know much about. I think her name was Amaterasu. Basically, what they're saying is that this the first pillar is like inside the like the big thing called Amaterasu, which like functions and like supplies the whole world with like electricity and power. So mm-hmm. it, that's like still a big mystery. They didn't really get into it that much. But basically, Inca is the fifth pillar. Who just re- who just awakens in the middle of season two, and uh, basically she has like this cool little power who uh, where she can like detect where fires are coming. She's pretty cool, but uh, mm-hmm. her, her character is pretty dark. She always just likes to stay in, da- in like the dangerous zones and stuff. Always like just mm-hmm. be in the middle of danger. She doesn't want a peaceful life. She wants a dangerous life. Mm-hmm. She has pink hair. She's pretty cute. I like. Yeah, her. she's got crazy eyes as well. Just have the crazy eyes. Yeah, she. She loves the thrill of being in danger. Um, she's one of those people who's just like a giant thrill seeker. So jumping into fires and all that, like it's fun for her. Um, her uh, her power was actually really cool. I really liked how she was able to not only see the where the fires were going to go, but later on when she's kind of like awakened, how she just has to like trace a line to like ignite the fire. Yeah, uh, that's like super cool. Like really a conductor, cool. I guess like yeah. in the second opening where she's just Yeah, like, you, they just see her going like this. And it's like, all right. She looks so happy all right. too. She's like, all right, she's we're actually fire, chilling. So. Yeah, <laughs> I love it. Uh, yeah. So due to story, she ends up going with the bad guys because they're more thrillful, they're more dangerous and mm-hmm. stuff. Uh, so she becomes a part of the white clad, and uh, she 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 she's our evil little girl. And then she mm-hmm. kind of just doesn't like get any more of that much plot and points until like one arc later. That's it. Yeah, she really doesn't do much even in the second arc. I feel like the second arc was more to set up her uh, protector, uh, whose name I keep forgetting. Ritsu! Ritsu, that's right. Uh, Which, Ritsu by the way, cool. everybody, I have a fun fact about Ritsu. Ooh. Well, actually, it's more about her voice actress. Uh, oh! In, her, in the interview for the Japanese sub-voice, Rumi Okubo admitted she was a reader of the manga before being cast as Ritsu for the second season of the anime, also Ooh, expressing fun. her happiness of getting a role in the series. So that's a promoted fanboy moment right there. That that's kind of like the Harry Potter situation, but that's fun. Yes, uh, uh, it's yeah. pretty cool. Uh, we're not going to talk about Ritsu that much because she didn't do it. She uh, wasn't really anything. there. Like, really, the only thing about her was that she can like reanimate dead corpses and turn them into like infernals and kind of control them. She has but, green hair. Yeah, but otherwise, she, like that's that's pretty much what she all she it. really did. She's she's the protector of the fifth pillar, basically. Mm-hmm. That's all. Yeah. That's her role. All right, so first girl is down. 
I mean, really, that's the only girl I think we were talking about. We forgot to mention Mm -hmm. about how Inca killed her friends, Falcon. Come on, she did kill her friends. Yeah, basically, before she got turned into the uh, she turned to the white clad, she used to like her and two other like friends, like these just random like thug guys, would Mm -hmm. just uh go around and basically since inca had the power to protect fires she would go uh right right after the fire was gonna go and be like hey give me your money and give me all your valuables and i'll save you so basically uh they would do that and uh he's and his her two friends like yeah you're so smart inca you know where everything's gonna happen and stuff blah 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 blah. and then when karen karen a character we'll talk about later came he literally killed one of his friend one of her friends the other yeah. one literally freaked out. I think the other guy was Panda. What a, what a weird name. Yeah, it was like Panda and something else is what their name is. I don't remember the other guy because he literally died right away. But yeah. Um uh then later, uh when when Inca's going with uh the white clad panda comes, I think he has a gun, right? Mm-hmm. Did he have a gun? He's, he had a gun. He has a gun. He was like, trying to save her from the white clad. Uh, you bet, and then you she, better let Inca go right now or I'm gonna shoot. And then, yeah, then she like, just kills the dude. Line. And then she just kills him, and I'm just like, oh. And that was like probably one of the worst deaths I've seen in the beginning of this show. Yeah, th- this season I feel like it was definitely more violent in some regards in the first. Oh, well, season. Obviously, when a series gets like more into the yeah. show, it gets more violent and stuff. There so. were there were a few times I was like, did that really just happen? Okay, like I don't know why <laughs> yeah, I'm surprised, yeah, know, but it was earlier. like, whoa, <laughs> like all right, uh, but yeah, uh, yeah. She, I kind of like the fact that. Even the fire force knows all about her. I forgot what they called her, like the, the fire school, thief. Yeah, this like the schoolgirl fire thief or something like that. And she would just, she would wait till the fire just started, and then she could see where the next flames would go. So she would just grab possessions from people, lead them out of their house. I'm like, okay, bye, and then leave. And they knew who she was, <laughs> but they could never like catch her or stop her because by the yeah. time they'd get to the fire, she'd already be gone. Um, but they knew about her just from people talking about her. Um, so that was kind of cool and how she knew they knew about her. So that's kind of why she went with the white clad is if you all take me, I'm either going to get arrested or be protected forever. Where's the fun in that? You know? So it was kind of like she went with the white clad because it seemed more fun. Um, but she did tell Shinra at the end that if you ever, if she ever becomes more interesting that he'll, she'll probably uh, be more interested in him, you know? Yeah. You mentioned that. So I think that mm-hmm. might be something going on there later. But you yeah, even like that. when we see her the second time, she's like, let's watch the fire together. And he's just like, what are you talking about? And she's like, yeah, he's like, no, we need to kill that thing. No, it's great. And it's like, no, like, <laughs> no, I'm not doing this. No, I did, I did like the second time she was there. She's like, this is all amazing. And like, everybody's about to die and everything's blowing up. And it's just like, all right. All right, Inka, you, you just be you. Yeah, Inko is a pretty great character. Wish we saw more uh-huh. of her. Hopefully, if, if they do make a season three or later in the manga, they do... Uh, show her more mm-hmm. all right next character let's move on moving on who should we talk about next buddy mm, in order about of... ogun let's talk about Sharon next we've already talked about him oh yeah i guess get the, we get the two white clad people we're talking about out of the way so karen is another white clad member uh he's actually a protector of the second pillar which is Halmea, another character mm-hmm. who has some crazy prevalence lady. but she's she's a little crazy she's basically uses like electricity fire it's weird Literally, yeah. Arthur's are like actual counter. It's great. Yeah, he because he can disrupt her electrical signals. Yeah, um, yeah which is always fun. She's sword. like, "Damn, it's the sword guy!" And it's just, but but yeah. basically, uh, uh, there was a art in the beginning. I forget. Oh yeah, it was during the Inca arc. But basically, mm-hmm. um, Shinra goes to fight him, and he re- Shinra realizes his attacks can't do anything to him, and uh, he's like, "Wow, he's like a really good. Uh, he's a really good like fighter, and he's like super strong, and he has like his his people." 
and then you realize his power is basically the more he gets damaged, the more he, more fire he can put out. So he's basically like a Wobbuffet. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he is he is essentially the Pokemon move by it. He just sits there and takes hits and then just releases it back. Um, so yeah, that was that was cool, especially how Shinra's like, I have like literally one second to actually hit him and do damage, uh, which is kind of cool seeing him do that. But yeah, he uh, he's not very... I think my favorite thing about uh, Charon is how he just asks questions just like all the time. Like they're in the middle of the fight. He's just, where are you going? Do you know where this person is? How will I know? And just like keeps going. Like I loved it. He was great. Um, especially like because Halmea, like we've talked about, is his pillar he guards. Um, and she she has like the electrical fire, but she can also be communications and she can deal with electricity. So she can like talk to people. Um so like he'll just be like asking Huamea questions while she's trying to run away or something, uh, but I liked it. I loved him a lot. And they're they're also trying to get Shinra still onto their side. So he's like trying to be like, come on, Shinra, come with us. We'll be buddies. I can protect you. It's great. We'll just do this thing in the world. But I liked him a lot. He was just fun. Uh, yeah, he was a really fun character. I mean, he uh, wouldn't be the best character or like anyone's favorite character, but he he was just a lot of fun whenever he showed up. It was a fun to watch. Yeah, especially yeah. like at the end of season one when he mm-hmm. was just like bothering the Kamea, especially because it showed the past with uh, with Show and how his mom, mm-hmm. their mom, got turned into an infernal. He was there, and it showed Kamea as like a child, and, and Sharon was like, "I need to know. Tell me, tell me right now, please tell me right now." And, and yeah. Kamea's like, "Shut up." <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's great. He's a very fun character. His power is really strong. Honestly, I really like the bit where his where his his uh his minions like beat him up so he get powerful. <laughs> yeah, he's really like, like I'm that. not gonna fight you. I know what you need to do now. And he's just like, guys, you just see them all like punching. He's like, oh, it's like yeah. Uh, I did like. I like how every out. time he'd attack, he'd like say what he's doing. He'd be like slap or punch or kick. Yeah, it's just, <laughs> uh, it's great. Um, I do like till you find out that he's been with Halmea since Halmea was just like a little child. Yep. So he was reading like how to deal with the problem kid books and stuff like that, trying to like figure out how to like essentially like raise her. Uh, but since she's the pillar, she essentially has like control over him and there's nothing he can really do about it. So it doesn't matter because she wants to do whatever. Like he just has to follow and make sure she doesn't die doing it. Um, that, I thought that was a lot of fun. I can he read, really I can tell what you're thinking. Blah, 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 blah. Oh, really? It's like, yeah. <laughs> It's just like, all right. I thought that was fun. It's like he he understands like he wants to try to make her this like responsible, good person kind of ish. But then it's like, nope, we're doing this and you have to follow me around. He was like, all right, well, I tried. Yeah, he was, I liked him a lot. Yeah, his yeah, his whole power is just he could just reflect stuff back. I think that was his nickname was he was called like the the counterman or the reflect the so it looks like in the sub it's counterman in English they called him the reflector man because he would just reflect it back at you. Um, counterman sounds more cool. Kind of, yeah. Uh but yeah. Uh anything else we can really say about him besides he has cool powers and was fun to, to listen I, to. I like the part where they work together to be like the giant thing in that one arc during the, oh yeah that was good i like that that was cool because it's just like they, they both were like we can't do this by ourselves like let's team up right now and it was just it's, i really like it sometimes when like the enemies and the good guys team up to fight mm-hmm. the greater good even if it's just like temporary it's not like permanent and I, I like that it was really cool well i think it makes sense with him and shinra because he doesn't hate shinra he likes shinra he wants shinra to be their buddy and join the white clad so it's just like hey buddy i need your help for this one you need my help he's for this doing one. doing his job too by protecting a pillar, and Shinra is a pillar. So yeah, yeah. I mean, like, he he doesn't like hate Shinra at all. He's like, hey, Shinra, how's it going? <laughs> like, 
you're gonna get in my way. I'm gonna get to fight you this time. Or are we gonna be cool for once? Like, we're gonna be best. No, nope, we're gonna make you fight me. Well, all right. <laughs> <laughs> if you say right. so. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Uh. He was cool. Um. That's pretty much it. I guess we can talk about Ogun next. Oh, good. All right. Oh, good. So Ogun is a character who only appeared for one arc in season two, but he was a really, I feel like he was really, he really stood out for what he did. Not like he super did. stood out, but he was like really cool. So mm-hmm. basically Ogun is a character from company four. He actually went to school with Shinra. You actually find that out in like the beginning. I think it's like the second mm-hmm. episode when he goes to visit a uh, company four. And uh, basically uh, he's like this, he's like this uh, black skinned uh, young man who has, he has like, in the opening, they show him on like a, a board. So I'm like, oh, cool. He has like a board. You must like do He's something. He's got like a hoverboard. Like he, we see it with him every once in a while, but very rarely. I actually don't really understand his power. Let me look it up real quick. It's uh, it's ink. So he can make like the tattoos on his body and like the patterns of the tattoos, I think, fires what he does. Let me see. Let me look it up. Oh, yeah. Here it is. Uh, He's a third generation pyrokinetic, giving him the power to create and utilize his own flames. He uses his ability to create rod-like weapons out of flames, which he can launch at his opponents from a distance and is capable of creating several at once. He also possesses a technique known as flamey ink in which he tattoos flames onto his body to temporarily increase his strength to Leonard Burton's level, allowing him to shatter the ground and briefly overpower demon infernals. Yeah, so basically he could do that. He's pretty cool. I really liked his power. It was really cool to see especially uh, that fight where he just has like 20 swords he forms like all around him and just like shoots them down oh, i really, really like nice. the part where uh he was like beating up the demon infernal and like i really feel like he should have killed him. oh yeah tempeh tempeh was cool i really feel like he should have killed uh the the demon infernal there like I, but it's kind of sad that he wasn't like strong enough maybe if he was like yeah they should have given him the win like Gotta give it to Shinra because uh, yeah, main character. protagonist, main character. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know what they say, but I mean, Ogun's pretty cool. It's pretty cool to see that uh, Shinra actually had some friends outside of Company Eight beforehand. Because the way that they they uh, set up Shinra is that he basically felt like he was like ostracized for his his background because of him apparently getting killing his family, which didn't happen. But you know, mm-hmm. people don't know that, so they actually assume that. And it's really cool to see people not believe that. Like I guess Ogun and stuff, because obviously Arthur's all the time calling him like a, a devil and stuff. And yeah, so Ogun's like, nah, he's cool. So yeah, it seems like Ogun was really his only friend at the academy. Um, but Ogun was friends with Arthur, but he said Arthur and I let you tag along with us, or me and Arthur were your only friends or whatever. And Arthur's like, we're not friends, you know. Like it was, it was very much like it seemed like Ogun considered Sheena a friend, Sheena considered Ogun a friend. But Arthur yeah. was just kind of there. Like, it's like Arthur just kind of hangs around. But they brought Sheenra in because I guess Sheenra joined after they did, I guess. Um, yeah, it was kind of cool to see that he actually had a friend before joining the eight. Uh, and he's actually like a really cool dude. <laughs> he's not he's really He's really cool. He's not, a, he's not a mean person. He's nice. He's very friendly. Honestly, I feel like in the future, I mean, obviously, I don't know what's going to happen, but I feel mm-hmm. like he's going to be a really good model uh, uh, Fire Force member. In the future, yeah, like he'll be really good. Maybe like even a commander, probably if he keeps up. Because they, they, I remember, and they said on the wiki, but in the anime too, they referenced that that his power is on level with the, the captain of Company One, uh, Leonard mm-hmm. Burns. Like his, like yeah. when he does his flamey ink, and again, yeah, it was like super cool. It's probably one of my favorite like fight moments in the in the anime. Mm-hmm. So I, I really like that. Ogun's a 
pretty cool character. I feel like if you were to watch the show or you have watched the show, then you would probably like it. I like him. Mm-hmm. He's pretty nice. Yeah, and it shows he does show up in a couple more arcs. I'm not reading what he does because I don't want to get spoiled in case they do make a season three or I decide. Yeah, he, of course. To I mean, obviously, the they would introduce a character. They would mm-hmm. introduce a character and then kill him right away, would they, huh? No, no way. What are you no. talking about? Beheading what? somebody? That would never happen. No, especially if he was actually really cool, you know, that he's yeah. staying forever. Yeah, no one would do that. Animes aren't cruel like that. No, nope. no, no. Nope, nope, nope. Yeah, Ogun's really cool. I'm excited if we get a season three to see more of what he does. Um, fun too. fact about him. One of his aliases, apparently, that people call him is Blackstar, which is probably just a reference to Soul Eater, since they're made by the same person. Yes, 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 it probably is a reference. That probably. is a nice fun fact. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. All right. Who's next on our list of characters? All righty. Uh, I say we talk about your boy, the Juggernaut. Ah. Uh, uh, all right. Well, I, I'll, I'll start, I guess. Um. So basically, Juggernaut, or his name is Takeru Noto. He was actually introduced mm-hmm. in season one. He mm-hmm. he was in the rookie arc a lot. Like he, he's all, he's a new uh, person. I think he comes from like outside of uh New Tokyo and stuff. Basically, he's he comes like from the peninsula. Yeah. The peninsula yeah he comes from the peninsula that's right and his family's out there he basically like, tends to like potato fields in season one he wasn't like a big character so i didn't really want to mention him but i feel like uh the anime really like sh- like like developed his character a lot better make him more understood in the beginning i'm like i never really cared for him but then there's like a moment uh, i'm not gonna talk about it now i'll talk about it later when we get to like the best fight scenes because obviously it is mm. the best fight scene for me but i really feel like out of all the characters uh, juggernaut really shined for me the most in season two he's probably my most favorite character of season two because he it's really had cool more screen time than i expected him to have like i figured he would be there for like the little peninsula bit then we wanted to see him again for a few arcs um but then they brought him back like pretty much immediately right after and i was like oh okay we're getting a lot of juggernaut this season uh yeah but his character uh, is really cool he could basically make like weapons out of his like body mm-hmm. like out of his fire i mean like he can make missiles he can make nukes he can make bullets he can make things like that mm-hmm. it's like really cool and it's like a really strong power especially with news like, unfortunately it's not really helpful to him considering his uh cowardice personality he's he has uh what they call time. it they had a name for it i saw on here let me see he has pyrophobia he is terrified of fire um, and he said in the first season, the reason he joined sad. the fire force was he hoped they could find a way to take his fire away from him. Um, but then they're like, this dude can create all these huge explosives. No, he's great. So like they were trying to he's train great. him to like, get him. used to it and whatnot. You know, like I remember the first season, it's like, if you're scared of fire, why'd you join? I wanted them to take the fire away. You realize the fire force fights fires. That's why I thought they could take it away. It's like, no, like, yeah, he's, he's very cowardly, um, which is fine. Like, I don't have anything against cowardly characters. But he uh, did personally, get a little I don't line. either. But when you're in the when you're in the line of duty like that, you shouldn't really yeah. be cowardly because you're literally putting your life on the lines for others. Right. I can understand being a coward in other times, like, oh yeah. no, I don't want to go into the forest because it's scary. That's understandable. Yeah. But uh, something like that is kind of dumb. So that's why I didn't really like him at first. But I feel yeah. like they really did a good job with his character. He also has a crush on Tamaki. He does have a crush on Tamaki. I didn't realize Tamaki's last Tamaki. name was Kotatsu for a while. So I was like, why does he keep it calling her Kotatsu? And then I looked it up. I was like, oh, that's her last name. That makes more sense Maybe now. Maybe she just wants to get under the Kotatsu, huh? Maybe. But no, he kept being like, Kotatsu. And I was like, why is he calling her Kotatsu? And then I was like, like oh, it's like, yeah. Um, I think it doesn't help the talker his he has the one dub voice i really don't like 
Uh, it's really Chris George. Yeah. Uh, what and I don't know like if it's it? necessarily the voice actor that I dislike, or if it's just I don't like the way he did Takaru's voice specifically. I don't know what else Chris George has been in. Um, oh, let me look up his other voice. But he's got this kind of like high pitched shrill voice normally in the uh, dub. And then whenever he's talking about when he's like in China talking with the family, he gets like one of the worst country accents I've ever heard, but it's like slightly lower pitch, but still like incredibly high pitched. And I just, I don't care for it. Uh, oh, it looks like he's been in a few things actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. He's in my hero. He's uh, Sato. Um, okay. I don't mind Sato in my hero. That's fine. Um, oh, he's this. Oh my God. He's an Attack on Titan as Flagel, but I don't remember who Flagel is. Oh, he's in Interviews with Monster Girls as the main character for the dub. Okay. That was a He's in that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I've not seen that yet, but He is? Okay. Yep, he plays a uh, Geld. Did I miss that when I was looking when I was scrolling down? Huh, I'm in uh, IMDb, that's what it says. I am uh, behind the voice actors. I like that website better. I usually do too, but IMDb just popped up for me, so I was like, "All right." Um, oh. He's in Tokyo Ghoul Re as Gagi. As Gagi? Mm-hmm. He is, in fact, from Attack on Titan. Yep. Yeah, I think I think it's just the way he did the Noto voice. I he doesn't have care for many it. major roles, but no. he has some roles. He's in Blood Blockade Battlefront <laughs> he's, as he's, additional voices slash Garrett. He's Beepo from One Piece. <laughs> Do you know oh. who Beepo is? I think I know who Beepo is. L- L- Lost uh, crew member. <laughs> Yeah, the yeah. Band, oh, the bear. the bear. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> the bear. I, was like, I know the name, but I can think we have the bear. Uh, oh, that's fun. But yeah, uh, so I feel like the vo- dub voice, he's the one that I was like, I, because I, it's not finished dubbed yet. So since I've been watching it dubbed, I continued. But when we, I think it stopped being dubbed at episode 17. So the first 17 episodes I watched all dubbed, and then I switched to sub for the rest. Um, and I do, he's the one character I genuinely preferred the sub voice over. All the rest I thought were about equal. Um, Listen, I think I thought his voice was very like uh, pinpoint, really pretty good, pretty accurate for his character. Like it sounded really cowardly, but when he really went stepped up to the plate, it sounded really good. Mm-hmm. Um, See, I didn't also, get to hear like, the really good stuff because that part's not been dubbed yet. So uh, I saw like this the part where he's like, oh, run away. And I was like, mm, all right, but maybe that'll change. Who knows? Something else I want to mention. It's not really a power. I'm not sure if it's a power, but basically, this is read off from the Wikia page. Somehow he is capable of regenerating his body or the clothing that acted as a decoy, as shown when his body was seemingly torn apart by characters and he shrugged off the entirety of the damage. Because there were so many parts where I thought he died. Like, literally, like he got like full of holes and he's like, no, I'm fine. It's just a flesh wound. Don't worry I'm about back. it. I'm back. Uh, Although yeah. his body can still be harmed by well-end attacks or if his layers are stripped away throughout the battle, Juggernaut specializes in long-range strong combat, preferring to hit from range, reducing the enemy number by sheer firepower. But yeah, that's just it's such a weird power. But I'm like, all right, if you, you can make it your own, man, more power to you. I thought it was really weird, but I thought it was cool mm-hmm. later on. In my opinion. Yeah, it's like he the the it's like almost just like a running gag. He just wears so many jackets because he's so terrified of fire that when they hit him, they don't hit him, they just hit the clothes. But yeah, there's there was one part where still like when they're at the uh the peninsula they're all fighting like the demon literally puts a hole like right through dead center and i was like oh you just hit my jacket it's like no <laughs> like they literally put a hole through you like I did your body just all of a sudden like slide over or something but it's like okay there's there's a few times of like he should have died and it but it's just a joke i guess of, i thought he actually died hurt. 
Um, oh my God. But it did make it better for like the fight that you're talking about that you really like, where he finally gets hurt. It's like, oh, I finally found where your body is, you know? And he's like, uh, kind of. But it's like, yeah. I mean, you're bleeding. We'll, we'll talk about that more later. Yeah. I don't want to mention it now during the character yeah. stuff. No. I guess that's really all I can mention about Juggernaut. I really like him. Definitely the GOAT of season two for me. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously he didn't do anything too big, but his moment really like stood out the most to me. That's really, right. I really like that. I love it when side characters get developed. I love it. I love it so much. That's my, that's I my thing. Really like side characters. So I always like seeing whenever they have more time. Um, let's see. But you just said Juggernaut was all right. So get out of here, Falcon. Well, yeah, he's not my favorite side no, character. There's the door. Get out. Get, I'll, I'll <laughs> kick you. No, I'm joking. That's uh, fine. All right, let's let's uh, let's do the next so, character. Let's uh, see. So we've next? got two left. We can either all talk right. about Nataku or Joker. Oh, let's save Joker for last. Let's talk about Nataku. Let's talk about our boy Nataku. I don't like him. I, I'm sorry. I, I was wrong. I don't like his name. And Nataku's no. son is such a weird name. But yeah, basically, I'm... there's this little boy. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. No, go on. There's this little boy. He was actually introduced in season one during the fight with Rekka. I don't think we mentioned Rekka that much in, in the first podcast, but basically he's no, this guy who used to be a captain for Company One, but then he's actually a bad guy. He's the one who's like been turning the people into infernals, and he actually gave Sun the infernal back then. He didn't turn into mm-hmm. an infernal. Uh, he just like took it in. Yeah, like, it oh my God, this is great. Trying to find people for potential. Um, yeah. and he, he was able to since Nataku might and he gave him the bug, and it proved it worked because he didn't turn into the Infernal. So the thing is, if he didn't have potential to have, like, the Adola Burst or whatever, it would just turn him into an Infernal. Um, yeah, that was the whole deal when they were trying to figure out who the mole was, and they found out it's Rekka. Um, he was back there, and then he gets taken away, and we find out he's been at Hajima's labs being yeah. studied and observed ever since. Um, yeah, he's actually also the Sixth Pillar. Uh, he actually mm-hmm. gets awakened yeah. as the Sixth Pillar. He has this weird, like, firepower that comes out of his arm, I think, right? That mm-hmm. was him with the arm. I don't really know. Yeah, yeah. that's why he had that one really long sleeve, because it was his fireproof sleeve. Yeah, um, okay, that's right, that's right. Okay, and uh, he technically has his own protector. What was his name? Uh, he's that uh, guy she- with, like, the really... Black yeah he's not like officially his protector but uh they essentially Karen's are like, like this is like his protector corono stuff, you know? it is corono um oh yeah uh he's the guy who's like i just like beating up weaklings stay weak <laughs> i like um, to beat up the weaklings no i mean like he literally said he's like i like beating up children because they're so weak and it's like damn okay <laughs> like you kind of a jerk but all right whatever um yeah corono's the one person who was able to actually like get him to calm down and stuff at the end. So even though the white clad's like, we need to take him. They're like, mm, you know what? We'll just leave him here right now. That guy's his protector. We're good. Um, yeah. This guy is like a crazy power. But we're not, we're not, we're talking, we're talking about sun. I'm aware. We're talking really, about Nutaku. I um, feel yeah. really about, bad about sun. This guy probably is the most uh, PTSD in the whole series. He probably literally like- sees Rekka like everywhere. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, honestly, I felt like super bad for him. Like, honestly, during that arc where he got like all the bodies went to him and he got like super big. And then how may I use her thing to like make him be more honest? I don't know. What, what was it, like he like what did she do to his mind? I don't remember what she did exactly. Um, but basically he made it here. so his inhibitors were like released. So I guess he was more like honest with himself. But like it was so weird. It's like sometimes you're talking record would be in his mouth. And it was just okay. like, really creepy. Yeah, so what Halamea did is it says that she could tell he was, like, had, like, a bunch of really, like, distressing emotions between uh, Rekka and the puppeteer, always telling him to, like, 
be helpful and to do his best and all of that sort of thing. He didn't want but that. But she used her power to increase his aggression level. So he just kind of like went berserk mode because of Huamea. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, I really feel bad for Nataku because like it even shows as a kid, he was, he kind of had almost that like, stereotypical asian parents that gets joked around about about being like up oh, if you don't get a 100 you're failing um because they're like you got a test score it's like 100 it's like great you're gonna be a great doctor like your father and then he comes home with like an 87 which is still a great grade it's a b and then it's just like oh where do we go wrong your father's gonna be so disappointed you were such a you know like into the world that he brought home a b you know yeah um it's like he went from that to then getting this bug put into him to going to a lab to where it's like you need to be doing better we need to study your flames you can do an adola burst why haven't you done an adult you know like i feel really bad like this kid's trying as hard as he can doing his best no matter what he's doing and everyone's still just like well that's not good enough you have to do and then better you have and then you have his uh, corona 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 who's just like no just stay weak so i can beat you up and yeah, he's and like, like how- oh my god you're the best person ever yeah, I remember how, like, I think it's the such a weird angle really got to him. I think he said something like, you're a kid, be weak while you can. That's something you can't do when you're older. I forgot exactly what he said, but it kind of something about like, something don't like worry that. about getting super strong right now. Like, be a kid, be naive, be weak. That's something you could only do as a kid. Like, and, and that's kind of finally what snaps him out of it. And of course, Corona doesn't actually care about the kid. He just wants to beat up the kid while he's still weak <laughs> he before he gets super strong. But I like, think I think Karen it, made a, like they a, blended Karen well or together. someone else said it, and there were he was like, uh, "Yeah, it's such a weird angle, but it, it really saved us all. So if it works, it works." Something like that. I think it was Karen. He was like, <laughs> "We're pulling out because clearly that guy is the only one who can be his protector right now. Uh, so we're just gonna <laughs> leave him here." And like they just like <laughs> bail, uh, and then the fire force is like. He has a point. We'll just leave. It's like, <laughs> gonna go. Yeah. go. So weird. So freaking weird. Um, but yeah, like it it was really weird, especially seeing the white cloud pull out. But yeah, like Corona's not a good person. And you no, wouldn't want him ar- normally around your kid. But just all the stresses and like trauma that Nataku has had, Corona's kind of the person he needs to be with right now. They kind of make each other work. So it's it's as weird as it is, it makes sense. I get it. But yeah, it's like normally if I had a kid and there's some guy like Corona, I'm like, you are not coming near my kid. Like we're going over here. Like, but yeah, like, yeah, gosh. Like Shinra talked about he was at this lab, you know, as a kid after his mom turned into the, you know, demon and Corona, he hated Corona like with a passion. And even though he never really did much with them. And I love how Corona remembers. He's like, I remember you. I never got to beat you up. Let's get it. Let's do it. Like, I've been waiting for this a long time. Like, <laughs> I'm going to beat up the demon foot kid. Let's go. But I, I think my favorite thing with Corona is literally when the Taku first goes berserk after all the, like, bodies get attached to him or whatever. He gets the phone he's call? He's just like, yeah, they get the phone call. <laughs> and it's like, oh, yeah, I see it. He looks strong. What are you doing? You think about it. I was fighting the weak people. Why are you fighting the weak people? Because I don't want to fight the strong people. <laughs> He's just going, it's like, what? Imbecile? Me? <laughs> it's like, yeah, I was fighting the weak people. Oh, okay. <laughs> it's just like, and he's like, I need to find a new job. I'm going to have to be fighting these strong guys all over the place. Like, uh, mm. I, I, I was laughing so hard at that part. Just like, uh, it, it was take him out. Funny. But I was fighting the weak guys. I like I fighting, keep the, weak fighting the weak guys. I don't want to fight him. 
Like you I mean, crazy? He looks strong. He looks really strong. Yeah. <laughs> but basically, uh, I, I we feel bad for Sun. He's yeah. literally the, the probably the worst child I've seen in anime as of recently. Like that yeah. kid has like bad PTSD, man. Really I mean, bad. Is he worse than the Promise Neverland kids though? Oh, uh, we're not talking about the Promise. Uh, I'm just posing a question. That's a tangents bad are fine. We have been told people enjoy tangents. You know. I mean, so, yeah, I mean, yeah. now we're just if you were like get into that's like two <laughs> different instances. Yeah, like, it, it really is true though. Uh, but yeah. Um, and also, if, also technically, the kids from the Promised Neverland didn't really realize what was happening until not like the beginning of their lives. The the sun guy, he literally uh, he, had know, he knew what was going on the whole time. Yeah. Fair point. Um, anything else we want to talk about? Our boy Nataku son, the sixth uh, killer. Here's a here's a trivia. It is possible that twenty five people were killed by Nataku's infected imagination rampage. So that there were six killed by Kurano and one killed by Ritsu. Hmm. Oh, so basically, you know, all those bodies that they used to combine together. Uh, apparently, that Nataku might have killed them. <laughs> oh, I never noticed this, but uh, it says he currently has white pupils, like, like Shinra, Shinra Show, Tamaki, and Inka. And I've never noticed that. I've never noticed that they had white pupils. So that's interesting. Uh, I can't even think about it. They actually, I, do. actually, I think he does have white pupils. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, that's just something I've never noticed, but apparently, all of the pillars just have white pupils. That's well, really Tamaki's not a pillar. I, oh. It just mentions their powers in general, True. like the, the fire powers. Okay. Um, but I think most of the others were actually pillars, though. Show's a pillar. Show, hmm, interesting. Shinra, Inca. Yeah. Maybe that's foreshadowing. It's not. I already know. Oh, okay. I already spoiled myself. Just after awakening <laughs> their powers. Okay. Because I was like, Inca, yes. Tamaki, no. Show, yes. Shinra, yes. But okay. I guess Tom just right. had it fully. Yeah. Okay. Whatever. No biggie. So, uh, so Joker. Joker. You persona. Persona of where? Persona. No. Okay. No, so our, Joker. Our boy Joker. So basically, I think we touched touched a little bit about him on our on the first podcast mm-hmm. of season one, but we learned more about him this season. Uh, basically, Joker. Uh, to reiterate, he's a character who uses like smoke, like smoke flames. I think. Right. Yeah. Uh, kind of. Yeah. Well, he more also uses like cards to fight too. That was pretty cool when I saw it. Uh, he has the ability to generate and manipulate his own flames, igniting cigarettes yep. with his finger. Yeah, so he it looks can like he create it's... various shapes in the form of letters, suits of cards, or mm-hmm. card shaped projectiles. So basically, mm-hmm. he can just manipulate flames. He's a third generation pyrokinetic. Yeah. We find out that he actually worked for the church as an assassin. Mm hmm. He was raised shadow, by them as like a kid, little kid. Uh, the thing is Holy Soul Shadow, yeah. Um, Holy Soul. He was essentially the people who no one at the church knew about who just went out carrying all carrying out all their dirty work. Um, yeah. I, I feel like the captain at the time when he was a kid was just really, f- a, a, a part of my language, but really a, a big asshole. <laughs> I mean, he still like, was. No reason. Like reunite, and he's just like, oh, you – what are you doing? Think you're here a big now? kid, huh? Think you're a big guy, huh? You, you want to go? You think you're big? You like it's like, all right, yeah. I mean, I feel like you usually see that in things where the church may or may not be the good guys. Oh, that happens uh, all the time. Corruption. Yeah, there's always that one like you know? super abusive person, and I feel like that's kind of his mentor. Oh, he's the super abusive church guy who just like, what was it he told him like? When he, we go back to seeing him when he's a kid and he's like chained to the wall where he's getting like flogged or whatever. Didn't he say it was like he was going to defile him in any way, like in every way he could or something like that? Uh, 
pretty much like I'm just gonna ruin your life until you just blindly follow what I tell you to do um I yeah, felt he, he really bad for Joker when he was a kid. And he finally like escaped from the shadow place, and then he joined that family, and that family was like super nice for them. And then the church killed them. Yeah, because he he passed out outside their house, and the daughter like finds him, and they pull him in and like give him food and like let him shower and stuff. And then he leaves, and they tell him to come back for like dinner or whatever. And then he shows up, and they've all been killed. Um, I think he went to do errands for them. Oh, that's right. They asked if he'd like go to the store for them or something. He's like, yeah, sure. You all, you know. Help me out. Nice I'll go do that. He I'll help back you out. And... He came back. Yeah. They're dead. Yeah. Always got to be uh, death. Can't just like force them to leave. Nope. nope. Got to kill them. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I felt really bad for Joker, but Joker has a really cool power. He's also in league mm-hmm. with uh, Licht, Victor Licht. Lich, yeah, we knew in the first season they were working together. We didn't know in what capacity. Um, I feel like it's safe do. to say he's probably not overall a bad guy. He's probably just kind of like that mysterious guy who's helping out from the shadows. I'd call um, him uh, anti-villain, anti-hero. Probably, probably. I'd say he's more like anti-hero kind of. Yeah, he's not really a vigilante, anti-hero. Probably. He but. also him and Cat Burns, uh, the, the the leader of Captain Company One. One. Uh, they, they both uh, experience an Adola link together for the first. And that's time. why they have the eye patch over eye patch. eyes. Yeah. Yeah. And I like how that's cool. How like they're connected in that little way um yeah it was super interesting seeing them like kind of reconnect somewhat he was like oh you came here and it's like oh you're gonna fight me it's like no nah, i'm gonna give you info <laughs> like <laughs> I'm just nobody knows about you all down here so if they all die and i'll let you leave like who's really gonna know but me like it was weird that it was like like benny because because joker and during that arc uh like the few episodes joker enlisted benny maru to go help him mm-hmm. so it was cool to see more of that that was happening i love how we got it. i was like i don't even know who you are who are you don't worry about that but you hate the church, right? Well, yeah, like, let's go investigate. What let's do you mean? Let's go kick their butts. Yeah, and then it's like, <laughs> okay, and they go, it's like, that's Biddy Maru, captain of the seventh. Yeah, and it's just like, he doesn't give a shit. It's like, yeah, I'll attack the church. Why not? Let's go. But uh, I thought that was a lot of fun. I love that episode, how it ended, and there was that guy who was coming out the door, and he shot that thing at Benny Maru, and then Benny Maru just falls, and Joker's just looking and was like, hey, that's that everything is that really gonna and then, take you and out? then the screen fades to dark and it says weakling i'm like yeah. oh okay and literally the next episode he just gets up like the next second mm-hmm. <laughs> like you really think benny mar was gonna go down that easy you really yeah, think I, that yeah no and then he just gets up he's like uh <laughs> it's like he's alive it's like yeah he's alive do you think benny mar was dead yeah that'd like, be great no. uh, but yeah I, I do like that his main goal is just exposing the truth of the church like he knows all the backstory and what's going on or the majority of it. I wouldn't say all of it. Which the um, viewer finds out, but not the characters mm-hmm. that actually yeah. uh, one of the guys from the white clad actually disguised himself as the guy who found the flame or something. And they like, mm-hmm. they have their inner workings into the church. So yeah. that's, we don't know much about that. The viewer knows the characters don't really know. Right. I think Joker might know secretly. But they don't know like exactly. I think, I think he they have knows a more than he's letting on, but yeah. They have like, a suspicion. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say he knows more than he's letting on. I'm going to say he's probably more he's probably more knowing than like Shinra and Company 8, but he doesn't know exactly. He just has a sneaking suspicion. He has, doesn't probably. have 100% confirmation. But we, the viewer, do because we literally had a character be like, oh, yeah, that was me. I did it. Yeah. I mean, like, like Shinra oh, and okay. Company 8 find out because they're they're told by a character. Um, yeah. But that, that was interesting. That was uh, interesting. Mm-hmm. 
I guess that's all our characters. Yeah, that's all for the characters that we did. Um, I guess we should move on real quick. Actually, before we move on to character changing opinions of some of the characters mm-hmm. we already talked about, I want to mention a fun fact. And I want to mention I want to talk about the popularity contest that we should. Oh, OK. Episode. Real quick. I just found this other fu- uh, fun fact while I was uh, scrolling. I'm not sure if we mentioned this last time, but if we did, we'll mention it again. Uh, Captain Obi uh, of Company 8, his English voice actor, Jeremy Inman, was actually mm-hmm. a former firefighter and paramedic. Oh, that's really cool. That is super cool. I, I guess mm-hmm. he was really happy for that role to be it. So it, it's really it's really nice to see like things like that. So hey, firefighters bringing mm-hmm. to the anime community is always great. I wonder if this Jeremy person's made like a uh, like a like a page where it's like how anime portrays firefighting and stuff like that. I mean, it's not like directly Possibly. like firefighting, but there's similar elements to it. So. Yeah. It's I mean, they're cool. like the special fire force. They have the normal firemen there that just help put out the actual flames after the infernals are gone, we see, but. All right. So uh, real quick, I want to talk about the popularity contest. Uh, we did it last episode, um, but basically uh, there was only one popularity contest mm-hmm. that they, uh, and it came out in 2017, which is kind of weird that they didn't do another one. Yeah, they I'm usually do like one see. a year, I felt. I feel I'm like. trying to see. So uh, it looks like the first chapter of the manga came out September 23rd, uh, 2015. And I'm actually trying to look right now. Uh, the popularity contest was uh, 10. It was October 5th, 2017. October. What did I say? October 7th? Is it October 25th? Thank you. So it looks like that's up to chapter uh 50, 60 or something oh no wait i'm sorry this is this is this, this one took a japan it's up to chapter 87 or 90 or something in the okay. manga so basically think of it as just season one of the anime we probably should have mentioned this in the last podcast episode but that's okay so basically the popularity poll uh i'll just talk about the the, the top 10 or 11 mm-hmm. um so the first place goes to shinra kusakabe mm-hmm. our main yep. character with 1,368 votes. Pretty good. Pretty too nice. Many. Of course, the main character. He's really too many. Too many. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Totally. Oh, I, I, you're right. Ar- Arthur should have gotten first place. Honestly. Oh, you know it. Arthur's but, everyone's favorite. Yeah. 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 Um, the second place, we got Tamaki Kotatsu with 1,025 votes. Uh, a lot of people like her as the best girl. I don't blame Apparently. them. Apparently. Apparently, third place we got Maki Oze. Yay, Ozai. best girl she has 756 votes. That's the, no, that's not best girl. <laughs> Fourth place we girl. got Benny Maro Shinman with 724 votes. Fifth Makes place sense. we got Iris with 702 votes. Sixth place we got Arthur with 620 votes. Seventh place we have best girl Hibana with 537 votes. Eighth place we have Obi with 461 votes. Ninth place we have uh, Hinawa with 401 votes. And then we have uh, I want to mention eleventh place real quick for this one. Mm-hmm. But tenth place we have Mara Mara with 332 votes. And just in case you forgot who Mara Mara is, like I did. It is one of Maki's flames that she talks to. This flame it's weird because it's not even the main one. <laughs> it's not. That's Butter is the main one, and then like Flare comes out later. But Flare is the one who they call Mara Mara as well. So it's like why Flare out of both of them? But all right. And I want to mention so Mara Mara had three hundred thirty-two votes in eleventh place. We have Sho Kusakabe, Shinra's brother, 
was 331 votes. Mm-hmm. Mara Mara, a flame that literally has no character, no presence, got one more vote than Joe. I'm just yep. going to leave it at that. And how many more did he get than Juggernaut? Oh, <laughs> shut up. I, I literally told you this was before season two. Uh, don't be a crappy pinky yeah. head, okay, Falcon? I don't okay. appreciate that. All right. Quit yawning. Hmm. Season one juggernaut sucked. I'll admit. I know. Yeah. I know my All I right. like him over as a character now. Mm-hmm. All right. But so that I guess leads us on. into opinion changes on the current characters between the seasons. I guess we should go in order of just the main characters. Uh I I, I bet we could both agree that Shinra probably didn't change. He's still the main character. No, so yeah, Shinra's Shinra Shinra. I feel like the main ones that really had an effect that you might have had an opinion changes on would be Arthur, Tamaki, Juggernaut, um, maybe Maki. We're not talking about Juggernaut. I'm going to say Maki. I'm going to say Victor, too. I'm going to say those four okay. main characters. So basically, just so we could reiterate all the characters, I'm going to say Shinra, Obi, uh, Hinawa, and Iris are all the same. Their, their opinions haven't changed. <laughs> They're basically the same. Yeah, I guess I was about to say Iris maybe, but then I'm like, no, no, not really. She didn't yeah, really do that much. Yeah. Um. So let's talk about Arthur first. Um. Mm-hmm. Basically, Arthur, he's still like the same gag character. Uh. But we did actually get a little insight on his background. It's not like super big, but basically, uh, his parents kind of just like abandoned him. Yeah. And they kind of gave him the like, hey, now you're the king of the castle now, Arthur. You gotta lead the all the guards and people. And that basically gave Arthur his like his like. Chunibio, I guess I'll call it Chunibio. Why not? His Chunibio being yeah. like the king of the castle. Yeah, he's kind of his delusions. Like the best knight, his delusions and stuff. And it's yeah, you find really out his, sad. his dad was kind of like that too, but his dad had more of like a cowboy focus, I guess. Then uh, that's where he he was asking his dad about it or whatever. And he was like, oh, well, close your eyes. And what do you see? He's like, I see a castle. And it's like, oh, well, you're king of this castle now. And then like he wakes up the next morning and the parents are gone with the note. That's just like, you can do it. You're the best little knight, you know? And it's like, okay. And see, but. my problem with Arthur is not his delusions. I actually think that's kind of funny, but it's just his yeah. idiocy. Though I didn't really, it didn't really stand out that much in season two. So I think Arthur was fine. He played to his role to a T. I really liked in the beginning where he, where Shinra was like possessed by the first. That was my favorite Arthur moment time. the whole time. That's yeah. when that's when we also get Arthur's backstory. But like, I really liked that. He's like, oh, are you going to keep being a devil? Or are you going to be a, a hero like you always wanted to be? You keep saying this and I'm going to actually kill you. Yeah, I liked how he finally was kind of like, they don't like each other, but that's where he finally like kind of acknowledges that he at least respects Shinra somewhat. It's kind of like, oh, so you finally going to be the hero? You're going to let this person win and just become the demon we all think you are. Um, but I also, I really like too how he, th- he assigns everybody like a traditional like party role if they're there. <laughs> so yeah. Who his teammate is. And uh, oh, I just forgot his name. The guy with the whistle. He was one of my favorites they introduced. He's like uh, he was basically Shinra's teacher. Yeah, in, he's uh, like training school. Yeah, I know yeah, what you're talking about. Yeah, I, I just forgot his name, but he's like he has a whistle. He's a bard, and then like he's going through and just like assigning <laughs> different classes to everybody. You see this like fantasy like drawing of like them and all like the get up or whatever. His name like, is right, Panko Pat. Pan Pon. Yeah, that's what it is. I was like, it, I was like, I remember it was really short, but yeah, Pon. Uh, or Pan, which however you want to say it. But yeah, pon, I just liked how he was like, but da da da. All right. Let's go. <laughs> it's like we can do this. Um, and then the captain of Company Four was just like a shield, like the sadistic shield of pleasure oh, or something. Yeah, because he just kept wanting to get burned by Shinra. He's <laughs> like, oh, shame show me the at fire, the end burn me. And he's like, shield. <laughs> yes. It's shield. Like, That's a right. shame. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> it's a shame he died at the end of season two. Yeah, that 
that kind of came out of left field too somewhat, but I feel like that was more just yeah, set up for the potential third season. I was like, Oh, it the is. third season will be really good if we get it. Um, but yeah. Yeah. That, I like, it sure I like is great when it leads to a death, but yeah, basically Arthur is pretty cool. Uh, still the same. Uh, I liked his backstory. It really bring, brings his character more into depth. So I feel like we didn't really need it, but it really, Mm-mm. it was really great that we had it. It was nice seeing the explanation as to why he is the way he is. Like, yeah. I liked Arthur, but I, he wasn't my favorite. I thought he was okay. But yeah, I was just kind of like, he's just like too much of an idiot. And I guess that's kind of because he lives in his delusion so much. He just doesn't give a crap about anything else because he doesn't feel like he should. And that's probably why he's as dumb as he is. But like, yeah, there's times where it's just like, come on, dude, you can't be that dumb. Like... But then but it's also people that just like illusions way too much. But this is also the guy who they're like, "Oh, you mean your swords on a holy sword you had to pull out of a stone? What do you mean? Oh, aren't all the best swords one you have to pull out of an object to make them have their power? You're right. You know, it's just like it, he's. It's kind of like all right. I feel like he just lives in this delusion world, so he just doesn't give a shit. But <laughs> uh, but yeah, I liked him a little overall a little bit better. It was nice having backstory and understanding the way he is and kind of figuring out how he thinks a little bit. But otherwise, he, he didn't improve much. Nope. All right, let's move on. I guess we should talk about Maki next. Maki Jose. Had a, Maki had a bit of an arc here. Mm-hmm. Now, I definitely remember I mentioned in the first season, the, the previous episode of the podcast, that I, I feel like we didn't get much about Maki, and we really mm-hmm. should. Looks like I was right on my guess on that. Yep. Look at that. And I'm going to say uh, it was a little underwhelming. Yeah. I think I she's still like my favorite. Kinda- she's still a really great character i like but yeah it was just kind of like they they were like building it up and like oh something really cool is gonna happen maki's gonna shine then she just like appears in another like oh she is and her brother was there and her brother's like what are you doing here and she's like i am fire force team member always and i'm like that's great yeah so i mean her whole thing you know was just so that her dad was like the commander of the military or whatever and he hates the fire force because he thinks that hinawa like tricked her into joining and she's not cut out for it but essentially, it was just overprotective father and brother don't want her to be in danger. And by doing the fire force work, she's in danger all the time when they could just keep her as a secretary and be the cute little girl they they love. Like, they even so much as tell her she's gained weight at family dinner. And it's like, really, like, one, that you never do that. But two, like, they weren't even referring, like, oh, you're fat. It's like, why are you getting so buff? Guys aren't going to date you with all that muscle, you know? And it's like, yeah. she's already self-conscious about it. You saw it when she was like, getting out of the shower like I, have yeah, i was gotten like even the very first episode yeah she's like am like, i really more. gotten that much more beefy oh man like it's like but yeah and then like, hey, the whole some thing guys was like just, that yeah they pull her out because they didn't want her to go to the nether operation and it turns out at the end like she was the only one who could save like she was vital the whole the empire operation. from blowing up like <laughs> she finally kind of made them like realize like i'm your daughter and i'm like cute you know innocent mocky to you all but i'm a, like i can do this i'm tough like I have to do this. Yeah, it was, it was really nice for her to stand up to her brother like that. Yeah. Especially um, since her brother and her like were the ones that like saved everything at the end yeah. of that arc. It was kind of nice. Arc. They were the ones who had to work together to finally get I, everything saved. I can't but... wait till season three where the it ends in the nether again because that's a recurring theme apparently. Yeah. I mean, this one technically didn't end <laughs> in the nether. We had a few episodes after that that kind of tied up. Well, technically it's the but... same thing with that one. Episode 24 was in the nether. That's true, actually. Yeah, you're right. But yeah, it'll probably be like the final arc, like, oh, we're fighting the White Clad or the Evangelist in the Nether. Ooh. In the Nether, ooh. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I 
Maki didn't really improve much with me, but she stayed consistent, I feel. Like, I liked having her yeah, backstory saying kind of like where she came from. But overall, it was just like, my family's overprotective of me. But you know what? I respect you and kind of love you. So, you know, it's cool. Don't worry about it. Like, yeah, it's but cool. my parents hate or my dad hates you. Like, just so you my know. My brother hates you. <laughs> yeah. Like, my, like my his brother, brother was like really going you. in on Hino Hino during like the battles. And Hino like, was just like focused on the like, battle. Yeah. Oh, God. Like, it's like, well, your bullets are just deflecting off. It's like, okay, yeah. So his skin's hard, but his joint probably isn't. <laughs> well, you should have figured it out quit, you know, sooner. And it's just like, dude, whatever. <laughs> like, Oh, hell, he know was just like zoning him out and didn't care. It's just like, come on, we have to move to get safe. Oh, you blah, 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 blah. Oh, we should probably go over there. Like, let's, let's go. But, uh, yeah. <laughs> they really kind of set up more like relationships almost in this season. Yeah, that's something I wanted to say later. It. I feel mm-hmm. like, uh, the anime didn't really focus too much on the story this time i feel like i focused no wait was it the story or the character interactions i feel i feel like because i was thinking about it like when i was halfway through the anime but i feel like it wasn't really focusing on story too much it was focusing more on characters a little it, bit it was, it was weird so it focused on story a lot right at the start and then they had like a couple episodes that were more just like character specific and then they go into the next arc and then they finish and have more character specific episodes so it was kind of like you had the first arc with the whole Chinese peninsula and then you had a couple of focus episodes for like Iris and Arthur Well, Arthur at the start and then Iris and then kind of Tamaki later. Little off topic, but yeah, the one with Tamaki literally. So in the first opening, which we'll talk about the openings later, Mm -hmm. but uh, there's this guy and he's like literally watching like porn or or scandalous stuff. And like, I would, it it would only appear for like a second on the screen. I'm like, who is that character? I I couldn't tell who it was either. I was like, who? And then you have this guy, I think it was episode 18. And this is way after the first opening. Mm -hmm. It's like, all right, I'm done with my training. I'm ready to go fight Tamaki, the worst person ever. She's mm-hmm. so scandalous. And it turns out he's this guy from like the first arc who literally was just, like the guy she beat up Tamaki. in the nether. Yeah. 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 It was just like, okay. And you just have him like constantly going to battle. He constantly goes to like train to, to like get used to be the pervertedness and it just doesn't work. And I'm just like, why is this happening? This is so pointless. Yeah. Cause I mean, she beat him up in the first one, but wasn't by like tripping and like falling on him and like her boobs like hit his face and like he just like passed I thought- out. Her and Iris like beat him up with like a, a pipe. Oh, that's right. But Maki's clothes had come off or whatever. And he was just yeah, like, definitely. what? Why what? are you, do you not have any like shame or whatever? And they like hit him with a pipe or whatever. Yeah, that's right. They didn't hit him with a pipe or whatever. But yeah, it was yeah. just kind of like he lost the fight. He feels because he wasn't used to the, like the scandalous activity. So his training is just like watching a bunch of porn till it does nothing to him and then trying to fight her thinking he'll just beat her up but it's but like it was okay. so weird for it to show that in like the first opening and then have it yeah later. it didn't make any sense it was it was kind of like a, the opinion i had with takaru in the second digimon adventure ending like we hadn't really seen tk or takaru whichever you want to call him but yeah he was in the ending for like the, the last whole time half. yeah and then and, all and of a sudden it's that. like we see him in like the last three episodes and it was like okay <laughs> like I like TK. We, he was in the opening with Kari, so like we knew he was like prevalent. But then like he had the main spot of the ending, and it was like okay, but yeah. Anyway, but, that's but major off topic. But yeah. I mean, I love Patamon. Patamon's uh, great. Patamon. Hey TK. Shinramon. Yeah. <laughs> Shinramon. Oh, but anyway, yeah. Um, so we talked about Maki and Arthur. I guess this is we were just, just talking, talking about. about I was talking next. about Tamaki. Yeah. All right. So I'm going to say, you know, Falcon, I'll let you go first. Go ahead. Talk. What do you so think? So if you watch the first episode, you know very well what I think about Tamaki. 
Um, I my opinion on her has risen a little bit, but not really because of anything she did. More of they didn't focus on the fan servicey part of her too much. I think it all happened for like the three episode times. with the one guy, but like. Yeah, I mean, besides that, where she kept tripping and falling on him, I will train again. And that was very much just supposed to be like a comedic Comedy. relief episode yep. after all this like action. Um, but her actually f- finally becoming a competent soldier towards the end is finally making me excited to what she might become in season three if we get it. Because that was my main thing is like she has this really cool power. She had this huge potential and she devolved into somebody who couldn't win a single fight, couldn't do anything, but fall over and have her clothes come off like that was yeah and i was like i don't like those characters but she's finally like starting to become a decent character i feel so i i I have improved on her but i still wouldn't say i like her as of now if that makes sense yeah that makes sense i'm actually gonna i actually agree not a hundred percent but the thing where she where you said like basically they made her into a character where she couldn't win any fights and she was basically the fan service character. Mm-hmm. But basically, they actually used that, and that like fueled her to want to become a better fighter, which is like at the mm-hmm. end where she was training with uh, Benny Mara's two mm-hmm. twin sisters, and they're doing the tag thing. Uh, that was, was one of my really favorite funny. parts of the whole season. I, I really liked was, how they did that, and oh, then that they showed her backstory. And honestly, it was really bad. Like mm-hmm. I felt really bad for her because there was a scene where uh, I guess she fell on this girl's boyfriend. And then the girl's like, you fell on her. And she's like, oh, I'm sorry. And it was just my lucky lecture thing. And she's like, no, you did that on purpose. I don't care what you say. And she's like, no, I, I, I honestly didn't mean to. I'm sorry. She's like, yeah, you found out. Sit like- in the corner. That's get away from everybody. That's where you belong. And I felt like super bad because it's like, mm-hmm. here we are making fun of her for the fan service. And yet she's like super bad about it. And she feels super sad. And then they show the scene with Shinra. I was like, Shinra was like, oh, I'll sit with you. And she's like, oh, no, yeah, and she was like, you it. probably shouldn't. And he, but he still did it. And then, mm-hmm. like, it still ended up happening, but Shiro doesn't, like, get scared or run away or anything. And she's like, look at that. Look at that loser over there just sitting there, like, in the birthday boy seat. Like, he's always a special someone pointing at Arthur. And then that, that was funny. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, they the kind of in the first season that Tomoki didn't like her, like, Lucky Letcher Lur or whatever it's called. No, but it really, like, but, like you knew she didn't like it, but, like, they just all the time, like, the only time it didn't really happen was when she was fighting Rekka. And then she was just getting her ass beat because Rekka is like this really experienced person who's really strong. And then it ends up happening towards the end when Shinra comes in and has to like save her from it. But like, that was like the one time in season one, I'm like, cool, Tamaki might be the weakest one, but she'll grow or whatever. And then after that, it was just like, fall. Oh, you're groping me. Fall. Oh, my top fell off. It was like, uh, like, is this all she's becoming now? But I, I'm excited. I, I wouldn't say I'm excited. I'm eager to see where she would go in the potential season three. And then, like, they also showed Tamaki was, like, she was just a character who would, like, go with the flow. She wanted to become mm-hmm. a nun, but then she awakened to her powers so that she became a fighter fighter. She looked up to Rekka, so uh, she joined that company. Rekka turned mm-hmm. out to be a bad guy, so she got... Yeah. So she went to company eight. I don't, I don't know why she hasn't gone to company one yet, but I'm glad she's still in company eight. She's suspended from company one. Yeah, she's suspended. Uh, after that stuff during season one with them, she had gotten yeah. suspended so that she was temporarily in the eighth until her suspension was up. But I feel like she at this point, forever. the eighth is just going to be like, no, we're moving her here. We need her. Like, I feel Probably like she's essentially end, member of yeah. the eighth. But uh, um, I really, yeah. I actually, I really like her now as a character because of that. I still don't like that she's the fan service character, but it really didn't happen that much in season two. Uh, so yeah, and that's why it's improving. Problem. It's like she's still the fan service character, but it wasn't done too much. It was it was there. I was still like, okay, 
but it was done so little that I didn't mind it. Really. Uh, congratulations, Tomic. You got congratulations. You've improved. You've got another fan. I'm really yeah. excited to see what she does in season three as well, especially since she got that new like Neko pet cat fire cat power. So cool. Yeah, it is super cool. Um, but uh, <laughs> I could do that. <laughs> otherwise, uh, do you want to talk about Obi or Hinawa, or do we feel like Licked. our Victor? Oh yeah, like because like, we didn't really talk talking? about him that much because it kind of yeah. just came at the end of uh, season one. It was like Basically. he could be a bad guy, he could be a good guy. We don't really know. But he, um, he literally is like, "Hey, I'm spying on you for ha- Hajima Industries," and she's like, and like, "Yeah, we know." Yeah, they're they're like, like, yeah, we yeah, know. It was obvious. It was like, but they they, they the don't time. they still don't know he's working with Joker. No, they still don't know anything about that. But basically, um, he's the same person as Joker. They, they, he wants to just find out the truth about everything. I think Benny Maru and Burns may know because I think Joker made some comment about working with Licked probably. during that fight. But I don't. But I may be wrong on that. Eight don't yeah, know. Eight, a company eight doesn't know. Yeah. Um, um, but I actually really like Victor. You know, I like his run. <laughs> I like at the end where he's like, "People make fun of me for this run." But people I have used to, to make keep fun running. of me for how I run, but if I don't run, I'm going to die. So to die. <laughs> <laughs> And it was great too because this part where like everybody's just like dying and getting demolished. Like ah, people make fun of my run, and I'm self conscious of it. But I don't want to die, so I guess I'll just run, and they can make fun of me if they want to. I was like, "What?" Okay, Victor. Uh, everyone else was dead, so you're fine. Yeah, no one saw your yeah. run. <laughs> um, I, really, I really like him. I like what he did, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh man, being around Company H really making me more inspired to save people's lives and stuff. You know. I really like him. I'm looking forward to I like how he pretty much told Hajima just to like fuck off. He's like, okay, yeah, no, I'm with these guys now. They're more my family than you guys are. Like, uh, all right. But uh I mean other than that, Vic, that's about Victor. I really like what they did with him. Mm-hmm. I like I like his backstory. A lot of time they didn't show much of his backstory, but basically that he just wants to know the truth. That's it. Who who yeah, he he, Joker to find it? That's why he and Joker work well together. They just want to know the truth and expose what the truth is because they feel like that's important. Yeah, yeah. yeah even yeah. how like when they were going to rescue Dataku's son, um, he was like, Look, like I've been spying on you, but I found out what they're doing to these kids and like it's not cool. Like yeah, it's it's seriously which, not cool. Not yeah, cool. he's like if I bring Shinra I can get in because they'll want to study Shinra if Shinra will be willing to go back. Like I like how he's he knows even he's probably gonna get killed. So he's just like I may yeah, die, but like we need to was stop this. Said, hey, we have to kill him when he comes back. Yeah, like the company leader's like, oh, he might not actually be doing what we want him to do. Let's kill him. You I'll know, be and real. Like, I actually thought he was gonna die in that arc. Oh, I kind of feel like he might. They too, didn't show him, but, but they didn't show like anything close to it. But it was kind of like almost hinted at, obviously. So yeah, it it very much had like a flag of like, okay, Lick's gonna die like as soon as they take Shinra into a room somewhere. But yeah. I'm glad he didn't. I really like him. I like what he brings to the table. I like He's him and Vulcan working together. Whenever uh, they had moments of teaming up, it was Vulcan it was great. Didn't really shine this season. <laughs> I mean, he had like the little uh, like lizard blender or whatever. That was cool. Go check out my new invention, and then you see what's her Lisa or whatever. And it's like that's cool. That wow, Lisa's he made her here. look almost like Lisa. Uh, I am Lisa. He made this. <laughs> <laughs> I love how it wasn't just Shinra; it was Shinra and ours. And both like, wow, what happens if I touch it? Does it feel I know. like Lisa? <laughs> <was> like, what? <laughs> what? <laughs> oh. I I guess that's really all the characters we we talk about for opinion changes. So basically, a lot of them are a lot of them are positive. Some of them are kind of the same. Mm -hmm. Well, there's a lot of characters. It's a shonen. A lot of characters, and we've been rambling on too. No big deal. Real quick, let's talk about the openings and ending themes, so we can move right along. Um, so there's two openings, two ending Mm -hmm. themes. I'm just gonna say this right now. We're gonna start with the endings. The ending themes sucked. Both of them were terrible. I didn't like either one of them. 
The first one was like a video game theme. The second one, one was a video game too. No, no, no. That was a dream. That was Arthur's dream. Because you know, at the end, it would show Arthur awake. Yeah, you know, but the, I mean, the demon, the, way the they demons looked like the Shinra. Stuff, yeah, it, it again, looked the demons like looked like Shinra. But like, I felt like the way he was on like on top of the car, it made it look like some like mobile like endless runner game where you had to like go yeah. through the thing and hit everything. <laughs> so I was like, it still seemed like a video game, but then it was just him dreaming. At the I'm end. gonna be but, real. I'm not even gonna mention the ending themes, like the names or who did them. They're just no. Kinda, I, I wasn't a fan. No offense. I'm sure the person who did them put a lot of work into mm-hmm. them, but we did not really vibe with them no. that well. So. Yeah. But let's move on to the important part, the opening. Yeah. Let me pull it up right now. So we got for the first opening is called Spark Again by Imer. Mm-hmm. Really good opening. Actually, it is a perfect way to start uh, season two. You know, I actually really liked it. The uh, visuals mm-hmm. were great. Uh, I, it was just cool to see like all the companies in the opening. Mm-hmm. Um. And it's like it showed one through eight, and then it. I even like how they showed the pillars of which ones they had found and which ones they hadn't. Yeah, oh, that was a really nice twitch too. Like it was like one, two, three, four, and I think do we have Inca as five at that point already, or was it just Inca, the no, three Inca, pillars no, afterwards? It was Inca because she was episode. Three. Yeah, yeah, and then we had the two. No, we had the three fire pillars after the like who were the next three. Um, I thought that was just nice to like refresh your brand with who they are. Yeah, yeah, we found out some was the next one later on. but So I really like that one. And then the second opening is called Torch of Liberty by Kanaboon. A very <laughs> popular band. A lot of anime fans will love Kanaboon. They do a lot of good work. I mean, they did the opening for Boruto. Everybody knows. No, they, I, they, did, they, did, they did silhouette for opening 16 of Shippuden, which everyone loves the most. Oh, no, that's the one where uh, Jiraiya died, right, I believe? No. You're, nope. Which opening was that one? Then? I'm getting my opening. That was seven. Up. Uh, opening 16 is literally during the war had i gotten to that point oh i uh, i know which one you're talking about now i saw that it I starts saw like i was like i know i've heard it but i was i was just getting it mixed very up. popular if you haven't yeah, listened yeah. to it i recommend go listening to it right now if you're not a fan of naruto it's really good mm-hmm. really well done uh i like the i actually really like the visuals for this especially the part with inka just like going like that yeah. I think we, we mentioned she looks so happy. Really she looks so happy. <laughs> How can you hate her? She's so happy. She's so happy. Yeah. Um, and then they showed like uh I forget what else did I really like about the opening? Ugh. I like the visuals too. Um you know, actually speaking of the second opening, you know what part never really didn't make sense in the opening what parts that the end of it when it shows Shinra going up to Burns and it just ends with them like looking at yeah, each other. Yeah, I think that was just to throw us off. I think that was more or less just trying to like No, I think like, that was Oh, for, Burns that might was be evil. I think it was I mean it could be foreshadowing. I could see Burns actually being like I don't think they a would, spy or something. The only time and I'm going to spoil you real quick even though I know we're watching Arc V real quick. Uh mm-hmm. in the third opening they show these two characters um and in the, the the opening like shows that they might like duel, but they don't, and it never happens. They never duel at all in the anime. Uh, I'll mention it to you if we ever get to it. But I don't. I think that was un that was like stupid or the unintentional. But I feel like this might have been in Fire Force's sake. I think it was uh foreshadowing because it's Fire Force is that type of anime where they like to foreshadow things a lot. Mm-hmm. Especially what they did with the the porn guy. <laughs> that was that was weird foreshadowing. Yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah, I like uh, both the right. openings. They were good. Uh, Which do you think one did overall you like more, Spark Again or Torch of Liberty? I think I personally preferred Torch of Liberty a little more. Um, not by much. I really liked both of them. 
Uh, would you say on average season one had better openings or season two had better openings? Why you gotta ask me that question, dude? I think Why? I preferred season one's a little more, but not by much. I feel like all four have been really solid. If I were to rank the openings, this is really hard, and I don't hate any of the openings, but I'm gonna say in I'm gonna say uh, Inferno, Spark Again, Torch of Liberty, and Mayday. And I'm not saying Mayday because I hate it the most. I just really like all the other ones more. Mm-hmm. Ignition, I think, is still my favorite because I, I still listen to that one all the time. Like, uh, it's on my playlist. I listen to it all the time. There's there's no opening called Ignition. You mean Inferno? Inferno, yeah. What I say Ignition? I don't know. Yeah, I would say Inferno, Torch of Liberty. <sighs> the other two, I like them both about the same. So I don't <laughs> I don't know. Neither um, do know. I may do Mayday third and then the other one last. We'll do that one. All right. Well, I guess that's the openings all gotten Mm -hmm. away. Other than that, the music was just basically the same as season one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Nothing too big, nothing too small. Just your average shonen anime music. Uh, And we weren't sure if we were going to do this, but I'm going to say screw it. So, Condor, if you had to join any one of the companies, which company would you join? I'd obviously join Company 5 because he bought us there. So she could step on me. You just you just wanna yeah, you just wanna get stepped on by yes. by the hot lady. Okay. My best girl, yep. Yep, yep. What about I you, would, Falcon? I would probably join company four because I feel like knowing myself, I would start fighting like infernals and stuff and be like, I do not like this. So I would rather just like teach the other people coming in. And they're the one that has like the academy. So I'd be like, all right, cool. I'll just teach you guys now. And then you all can fight the scary people. I thought you were gonna say eight, so then I was gonna call you based. actually based yeah man i want to be with maki no no i I would i would be i just know me i'd be like yeah let's do oh no run away and like i'm just gonna Uh teach people if that's cool like i'll just i'll just teach at the academy it's great okay juggernaut yeah (laughs) i don't think Um, i would be as terrified as him but i would i would definitely be like i was like do we really have to fight that thing do we really have to be the big guys uh um, but uh, real quick, I, I mentioned this when I started watching Fire Force. But we should talk mm-hmm. about episode one, <laughs> especially the the calendar. Oh, okay. The calendar. Oh my God, that's it's such fan service, but for the wrong reasons. <laughs> I am surprised I forgot about that because I was like, I was gonna make a joke that it was your favorite episode when we first started. Completely blanked on my mind. <laughs> No, it's not my favorite episode oh, yeah. for that reason. I just want to talk about it because I was completely Oh, no, I was just going to make a joke. I was going to, like, when I started, just be like, so, Chimp, I know your favorite episode was the nude calendar episode <laughs> just to mess with you. <laughs> but, yeah, oh, God. And I love how I was always like, no, we just have to Twin do this. Cobra! And went, no, it was like this. <laughs> one one goes down. It was like the Egyptian post. Thing. No, but then they did, like, the Twin Cobra, yeah. too. I think they did that for like, thing. We'll win. And it's like, we were still last. It's <laughs> <laughs> like, what? Oh, God. It was just so weird. I love how Shinra was like, oh, I have to see Company 5. I want to see Hibana. And then it shows none of that. It, it shows show like just the random gravel making like a pyramid or whatever. And then it's, it's, like, then it's what? Iris like, like what oh, were you expecting, Shinra? It's, it's like, male <laughs> only. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. Uh, what was else I was going to say about it? I do kind of respect the fact that like, that is like a common thing, at least in pulp culture, like the nude fireman calendar. So like, it was just like a throwback to other stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah that it was, was pretty cool. It came out, I was like, wait, what? <laughs> like, we have to do our nude calendar. And it was like, what? Every company has a month. 
And then the most popular ones get an extra month. And we're going to win this year because it's not just me and Hino. <laughs> Twin Cobra! <laughs> Twin Cobra's with all of us now. It was like, okay, but whatever. Because but, yeah. they, they added Shinra and Arthur and, yeah. uh, and Vulcan. Yeah. I don't think Lick did it. Lick didn't do it, right? I actually, I don't uh, think so because he still technically works for Hijima. So I don't think he was in there. I think it was just Vulcan added to the mix. But yeah, it was just like, yeah, because uh, was out in front and then you had the rest kind of two on each side behind him. Yeah, I got us, yeah. I got a, uh, I got a picture of it right here. Um, oh yep, gosh. it's uh, just the five of them. Yeah. They're doing the twin cobra. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I hope how Maki does it when she was getting out of the when she was taking the bath and she's asking if she'd really got that beefy and you see her go like this really quick. Yeah, she did it too. <laughs> I'm like, oh like, god, Maki's the, twin doing the twin cobras. Okay. Um, yeah. All right. I guess that's everything about that. Yeah. I guess we should move on to favorite fights, favorite moments of season two. Yeah, let's just lump them in together. Just they're, they're about the same kind of. All right, I'm gonna let's start with the favorite fight. I'm gonna mention it right now. It was definitely when Juggernaut did the thing. That was definitely my favorite part. Uh, the action was really surprised. great this season too. Oh, you're not surprised, are you? <laughs> no, I mean you told no, me like that's my favorite let, fight. Let, let me let me explain. <laughs> so basically, you have this guy Juggernaut, and he literally, as we mentioned, he literally could summon fire nukes, fire missiles, mm-hmm. right? So, and we just realized his friend, his one of his friends dies, and uh, he literally just gets beheaded like right away. So you mm-hmm. have this this person who's like super strong and stuff, and like he's literally like kicking ass, kicking Tamaki's ass. Then Juggernaut's like, I got to do something. So he literally makes a stand. He starts doing the stuff, right? And then like right mm-hmm. at the end, like the lady's like trying to find like his body limbs, and he can't do it, right? And then it's like literally like right at the end, he has this giant fucking nuke. Like, it's huge, dude. It's a huge nuke. And he's literally about to pound it right on her. And he, she keeps like, like firing at him, but he like, he's regenerating his clothes. And it just goes like, it goes away. It comes back. It goes away. It comes back. It's so cool. And like, eventually he does get it, but it does not stop him from literally bringing the nuke right down on her. And yeah, like right before that, she like, like decimated. Blood, she, was like there a hand? And he's was like, there Ooh. a body? Yeah, there was just a hand. And it was the hand that did it at the end. And it was yeah. so cool to see. Uh, did she like, they did animated her, was it a body? so well. What? Yeah. Like, was there a body? Like, uh, I don't think so. I don't think we saw the body. Yeah, the body got um, decimated. It was so yeah. cool. I love you just see like you just see like Juggernaut coming like pushing it down. And you just see like the button on the very bottom go boop, and then you just see it explode. And then at the end, it shows him like smiling at Tamaki. That's where the episode ends. Ah, oh, so yeah, good. Yeah, that's that's where he finally like. I don't think he tells her he likes her, but like. No, he doesn't. It's very. She kind of can tell like. He's kind of crushing. Oh, no, because the, the cool guy who got beheaded very early on, Juggernaut's like, oh, yeah, isn't this that girl you won't shut up talking about? And he's like, no, stop. No, so stop like, I think, it. I'm assuming Tamaki heard it, but she was close by. But yeah, like, I feel like at that point, she's like, crap, like this dude's like, even if she's not like in love with him, it's like, this dude's my bro. Like, yeah, I got to get him. I got to get him out. He's my bud. Like, let's go. But then, well, I mean, he kind of like saved her life. So he kind of yeah. owes her. She, yeah, oh, she feels so indebted, but then, like, I like to how she's roughed up enough. She's like, I don't know that I can get him out of here. Like, what the hell am I gonna do? Um, but even he's just like, I saved you, run away. And she's like, Hell no, I'm taking you out of here. It's like, I'm not leaving you here to die. Like, you crazy? Are you oh, yeah, crazy? Was, I like that a lot. It was really good. That was um, definitely my favorite, that my favorite fight. I mean, yeah. it wasn't like much of a fight, but I, it was my favorite defining moment. I, I mean, was- I feel like it, it, was enhanced due to the fact that even when we saw him earlier fighting, he was just screaming and running away from whatever was following him. But so this, this is the first time where he's finally like, he kicked, no, he I'm so the only one who can dude. do this. They are not hurting Tamaki. 
I'll man up and go for it. No, I probably shouldn't say man up, but like, you know, but no, but that's what he did. He man up. Yeah. Like he actually just like, all right, up. I got to do this. It's me. That it's either I run moment. away and she dies or I die and she runs away. And it's like, all right, let's do this. That very moment, a man was born. Yeah. A man was born. A man was made that day, not born, made. Yeah. He was made a man just by that. He stood up, protected the one he loved, lost mm-hmm. a, lost two body parts because of it, and w- took it like a badass. Awesome. Yeah, it's going to be really Best interesting moment. what they do with him. Like, because everyone else who's lost a body part hasn't had any sort of like replacement. So it's going to be really interesting to see what they do with that. But I guess we've not yeah. seen anybody with, who doesn't have a leg, though. We've only seen the other guy from Company One who lost his arm, and he just has like the nub and he just like ties his collar there or not his collar his sleeve but uh yeah it'll be interesting to see um i think my favorite fight was easily the uh ogun uh fight against the demon guy whose name i just forgot was like tempe tempe yeah i loved whenever they were doing that so that's why i was kind of i was like he was kind of bummed shinra had to get the kill yeah but ogun was doing so well i honestly think ogun probably could have killed it if he kept going but he was buying Shinra all that time against a demon. And I think they said who it was, Benimaru and uh, the other guy from Company 7 Conroe, were the only Conroe. two. Yeah. Conroe. They were, Conroe. Conroe. They were the only two who'd ever been able to defeat a demon. So the fact he was being able to hold off the demon without really taking much damage until Shinra was able just to go kill it with one blow really shows just how good he actually is in a fight. And I really enjoyed just watching it all go down. Yeah, it's kind of weird just thinking about that and then thinking about when uh, Kurono finished. Kurono was the one who finished off Sun when he was in that big form. Mm-hmm. And yeah. you could say that that might have been worse than the Horned Demon in a sense. Yeah. And at that time, Shinra didn't take the bait. So it's kind of weird that sometimes they'll make a side character do it, but then sometimes they'll make the main character. I feel like, I guess, Algun's too much of a side character to really matter. Yeah, and I, I feel like I feel like other guy, uh, Kurono, I feel like he had to do it because it showed that out of everybody there, he was the only one who could get a hold of Nataku. I feel like it wasn't necessarily that Shinra was too weak to do it. I think it was just showing like he can get out of control and the only person who can bring him back to his senses is Kurono. So I feel like that was more to emphasize that and that he was the protector as opposed to the white clad finding somebody who would pair up well with him. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Otherwise, uh, any other favorite fights, or do we just want to go more favorite moments next? Ah, uh, favorite fights, favorite fights. Um, I really liked which one? Which one did I really like? Falcon? I don't remember. Uh, I can't read your mind. I'm uh, not. Why can't I'm not, you read my name? mind? Um, I I guess I really liked Shinra versus Karen in the beginning of season two. I really liked how Shinra found out how to like deal a damage to him, and you see him mm-hmm. damaged, but it's not like enough to take him out. I really yeah. like that, like the thinking that Shinra had to do because Shinra is pretty smart. He's a really yeah. smart guy. They don't show it that often, but yeah, he's he's not dumb like Arthur. Or Arthur's yeah. just like I'm a slash at it. He's, he's like, like no, he, he's like no, no, he's not like Luffy. I was gonna say Luffy's no. dumb, but he's like battle smart. Luffy's definitely like hundred percent battle smart. But like, Luffy is oh, very shit. much an idiot, but he's, but he's not battle smart, hundred percent. Yeah, yeah. He, it's like when he's in a battle, he knows what to do and can figure it out. But like otherwise, just like wow, look at that suspicious box. Oh no, I'm stuck. You know, and it's like yeah, you should have yeah. hopped in the suspicious box, idiot. But but, uh, but Shinra is like yeah. smart outside and inside a battle. So mm. I was uh, it's not a good comparison to Luffy. Uh, no. He's just he's smart. He's a good he's a good shonen character. So I can say. Mm. Uh, but I really like that fight. What other fight did you like, Falcon? Um, I mean the one the Juggernaut part was fine. 
part was the best and you shut your mouth i enjoyed maki have also the only other fight i think i really just like would want to shout out is at the beginning when they're doing the whole inca thing and they had to have everybody reroute the flames into the giant freaking flame tornado to kill I the demon. I really like that. That was super great. Um, and it showed how like they all had to finally like work together because the only people who could defeat a demon weren't there. So like, shit, how can we do this? And like, it's like, why don't we do a flame tornado? I forgot what they actually called it, but like, the way the winds move around here, we can just have the winds carry the flames here, and then Maki can do this, and then boom, you know, it was just yeah, like, yeah, Victor right. was super smart in planning that. Yeah. Um, I really liked that a lot. And I like how Obi couldn't figure out how to shoot the gun. So Vulcan just had to like ram it into the tornado. <laughs> like, I'm really bad at these things. I can't figure out how to get it to use. <laughs> uh, screw it. Boom. <laughs> he literally drives the, 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 the matchbox match to him. Yeah. It's great. <laughs> uh, I like that a lot. I guess that's good for favorite fights. How about favorite moments? How about some uh, favorite moments there, Falcon? I really liked the moment uh, when they find out about uh, a person being in, or the first pillar possibly living inside Amaterasu. Uh, yeah, that was like, really uh, I liked, of, uh, like darkness to the world. I really liked how Iris was questioning what she believed in and if she could still pray to the, you know, soul God, if it truly was like the evangelist who set it all up. And if there was a human life being stuck in there to power the city. Um, and I like that it led to like, her and Sheen are bonding at the baptism temple of them just like talking and figuring things out. I really enjoyed that. And that kind of it's, set up like the canon, like I feel like it'd be canon almost so like an Irish Shinra kind of thing going on. Uh, um, yeah. 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 But uh, I, I enjoyed that because I don't feel like we really got to see those two ever really interact much. So I like seeing like them interacting and kind of bonding and forming that knit, uh, I guess forming that bond. Yeah. It's really weird. The the first pillar, the one inside Amaterasu, apparently the captain of the fourth said that it appears differently to, like it shows up, they, they appear differently looking to someone else. Because okay. it shows up to look like Iris to Shinra, but I think he mentioned it looked different to him when he saw her. I think the captain said he saw her. Because he Maybe, mentioned you saw remember. a girl, didn't you? Yeah. Remember when he walked into the office and he saw like mm-hmm. you saw a girl, didn't you? And I think he mentioned it looks different to different people. Mm-hmm. So that, that's um, pretty weird. But to I be fair, that girl's been weird. burning in the fire for forever. Like, yeah, it's really horrible. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. yeah I like I like that moment. Cry. What's a what's a favorite moment for you? A lot of the backstories we got. We got a lot of character backstories like mm-hmm. Arthur, Tamaki, Maki, uh, Joker. I really liked all of them. Victors. It was just really cool to see a lot of characters mm-hmm. we know and their backstory and stuff. I know we talked about it a lot already, but I, I really do like the backstories. Mm-hmm. they were all pretty cool pretty nice mm-hmm. i liked them a lot yeah yeah i really liked <laughs> i really like all the comedy bits were really fun other than the one they had tamaki. really good comedy bits this other season. than tamaki and the uh the guy who's like trying to train i mean, we mentioned that earlier but i really i actually kind of didn't like that it was kind of like kind of out of left field like, yeah it, it almost felt kind of like forced almost like oh we just have to show what this guy's been doing after he got beat because we need a fan servicey moment and it's like a fan servicey moment okay oh i like the part where uh <laughs> where Shinra and Hibana were at the uh, in the eighth like city and they were looking for Konro to talk to him because they think he might mm-hmm. be a part of the white clad and then the guy's like hey is that your girl you snagged a really cute girl and, and she's like oh yeah oh you think we're dating oh my he's like no she's the captain of the fifth and the guy's like I don't think she'd be opposed to it and you just see her like blushing and like no we're not yeah 
because the anime didn't, we didn't really have any Hibana moments, so it was really nice mm. to see that. I like it, hundred percent. I I, I ship Shinra, moment. Iris, and, and Hibana together totally. <laughs> they're gonna they're gonna form a harem like what's his name from Gundam? Yeah, they're just gonna have their own fire force company. It's just gonna be Shinra, his wives, and their children. <laughs> Tamaki will be the cat. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Maki um, will be yeah. the gorilla. <laughs> oh. Oh, horrible. Oh. Hey, what's one of your favorite moments there, buddy? Uh, I do. I did like the the training moment, really between all of them. Had with Benny Mario at the end. Oh, you um, just like seeing Shinra and Arthur naked? No, they weren't naked. They no, were I, naked. I just enjoyed seeing that it was literally just like a giant hazing maneuver, pretty much. And they're <laughs> even like, "What does that have to do?" I don't know. It's just like hazing we do to everybody. And it's like, then why are you doing Like, he has no reason to doing it. He just does it. And I love, too, that the city is like, the town's like, wow, we haven't seen this happen since Benny Morrow had this. Oh, it's nice to see it happen again. And they're just like tied up to a stick, like over a fire, like they're a roasted pig. I and it's love just like, what that are you town, doing? dude. It's so uh, funny. It's like, oh, just another that, casual day. And then these two kids just being like screaming, getting like hazed yeah, through the town. Like, yep, just yeah. a normal day. Nothing bad happened. Yeah. And then, and then that includes the Tamaki training with the little, like the twin sisters. Um, although that was really interesting, too. Um, and then at the end, she finally like somewhat. Because, like, they're, like, twin foxes, so they can, like, engulf themselves to look like a fox. And it showed that Tommy, he can actually turn into, like, a fox or cat, too. She just had it unlocked it all the way. So she's, like, working on getting that more unlocked. So that was really interesting. Fire cat. Woo! Um, yeah, that was probably the last favorite moment I deem worth mentioning. Yeah. Well, I guess we're coming to the end right now. We don't really need to talk about spoilers because we've literally been talking about it the whole time. Yeah. Um... Let's say let's do our ratings. Yeah, and looking see how guess, they've changed. I guess we could both say we're looking forward to season three if it ever comes out, which it probably will because it kind of foreshadowed a season three at the end of season. Yeah, two. I feel like it's done well. I don't know like actual numbers, but I feel like I hear enough people talking about it that it's done well enough to get a season three. Fire Force is definitely a good anime. I would definitely recommend it to a lot mm-hmm. of people. So yeah, I, I think it'd be good. I showed the first episode to my roommate and he he liked it. So no, he doesn't really like he doesn't really like anime that much. Though I showed him my hero and ReZero, and he really liked both of those. So maybe he just hasn't found the right animation then. Maybe he hasn't. He says he doesn't like animes like Naruto or, or Dragon Ball. He said they're too basic. I'm like, yeah, well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's a problem most people have with like regular shows. Like if they've just watched Naruto and Bleach, but like, I didn't like it. Like, well, there's a lot of shows that are very different than those. Like, I can show I you one no of those weeb. if you want. I ain't no weeb. I'm an advanced I ain't weeb. No weeb. I'm an advanced weeb. Yeah. <laughs> No. <sighs> yeah um so I okay earlier, what is your rating for fire force season two all right so earlier i said i rated season one a seven uh i don't feel like season two was that much better that much worse i think i'll bump it up to a seven and a half i'll meet i'll meet what you rated it are you gonna meet me season. are you gonna meet yeah, me i think okay i think i i enjoyed it a little more than season one but not by a ton. So seven and a half is probably probably a good one for it right now. What about you, Condor? What are uh, you rating? I'm gonna season say season two? one. Season one and season two were pretty equal. Mm-hmm. Honestly, they're equally enjoyable. Uh, I didn't really the vibe didn't really get killed that much. I really mm-hmm. enjoyed what I watched. Like I honestly watched like six or seven episodes a day. I I honestly started it on Saturday and I finished it on Wednesday. Mm-hmm. That's super like super early. I had so many free days before then, <laughs> but uh. 
I really liked it. I think I'm going to keep the rating the same at 7.5. All right. It's pretty, pretty good. Pretty great. Recommend. Watch it right now. From both of us. That's right. That's, that's fun. I think, is this the first time we've agreed on a rating? No, what? Maybe. I don't know. What happened? Saying, I'm wondering if this is the first time we've agreed on a rating. I don't remember. I think we're usually a little bit different for most I think, of them. I think we've agreed on some things. I'm not sure. Maybe. Well, I mean, everyone else, you have homework. Go back and watch yeah, the episodes you can of the podcast tell us, tell us how we're wrong all And the where time. can they tell us that, Falcon? They can tell us at Twitter, at BirdBroPod. You can also find us in a Discord that should be linked in all of the show descriptions on all podcast services. Or you can go to birdbropod.podbean.com where there is a link you can put into your browser to come into our Discord where you can talk about anime games and really kind of whatever else you want to talk about. We don't really care. Uh, We enjoy the conversations. And also, if you want to watch me play some video games, you can find me at twitch.tv slash final falconberry every sunday night any uh, anything else you mean tonight 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 this goes live on a thursday so no not tonight uh by the time of this recording tonight uh, i mean we do watch Yu-Gi-Oh on thursday nights if you want to come watch some rkv with us uh we're watching that thursday nights usually around seven ish p.m central time uh you can join the discord pop in there and we'll watch some uh Yu-Gi-Oh rkv together yeah, tell us how much you love everybody. How, I mean, how Miru is best girl. It's not been as excellent yet. Uh, yeah, well, we haven't <laughs> gotten to the good. We haven't gotten to the good parts yet. We haven't gotten to the good why. parts apparently. Um, but yeah, so if you want, as soon as the tournament that. starts, that's the when it gets when it gets good. Okay. Yeah, I heard it gets good and then it gets bad again. So we'll see. It does not get bad <laughs> to the end. Of it. But that's what Kaizen said. But Kaizen's based. Oof, he's gonna I'm, be like you I mean, me out again, and biased. we'll be like. That's because Bye, I'm bro. his number one fan. <laughs> That's anyway, what my Discord name says. That's where you can find us. Um, we may or may not be getting an Instagram soon, so stay tuned for that. Ooh. Um, but yeah, uh, we hope you all have a great 2021. We hope you all enjoyed the first podcast of 2021. But next week is episode number 10, and it is Condor's Pick. Condor, what are we watching for next week? Wait, episode 10 is next week? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, of course episode 10 is next week. This is episode How 9. How could that? you forget? I'm a little stupid. I'm a little stupid. <laughs> All right, so I decided to pick one. It's not like a big action anime. It's very familiar to most anime fans. Mm-hmm. If you've been an anime fan for a long time, we will be watching The Melancholy of Haruhi Suzumiya. Mm. Now, I heard there's Rewatch. a movie. I heard there's a movie too. I'm not sure if we'll cover the movie. I'll have to. We'll have to discuss that with. Yeah, there's uh, two seasons of the movie. Well, after it depends on how fast we both watch it. Uh, mm-hmm. We'll discuss it. But for now, we do plan on watching both seasons since both seasons like 13 episodes. Yeah, so, it's not very long. Stay tuned for next week where we talk about Haruhi. Unless, of course, the endless eight do us in. But until next time, we have been your host. Thank you for turning out to the podcast. And Falcon. And, yeah. Hope you enjoy those new shoes. Oh, I will enjoy those new shoes. Okay. Uh, uh, okay. Yeah. We got to go so I can try on these new shoes real quick. Uh, but see you all next week. <laughs>